Hello and welcome to the Chronic Living Podcast, your need-to-know source for living with a chronic illness or disability. I'm your host, Alex Pappas, and I'll be sharing my experiences living with a chronic illness, as well as inviting others on to share their stories. So join me in shining a light on the world that is chronic living. All right, so today we are going to talk about how living with a chronic illness or disability can affect your work life. I'll be sharing my experiences kind of over the years working both a retail job and a government job and kind of what to look for, what you should know, what rights you have, um, kind of all the fun, fun stuff in between. So I got colitis when I was 17. At the time, I was working a part-time job in a retail store, actually Best Buy, and I was working between kind of 32 and 40 hours a week. Um, when I first got colitis, it was during the summer, and for the first couple months, steroids were working, the oral treatment was working, so I was done like prednisone on various levels, some azacol, and amirpazole. Now, the combination of all of them somewhat worked. You know, it affected me a little bit, I was going to the bathroom a little bit more, um, unfortunately, as I tapered down, my colitis kind of started to act up more. So gradually it kind of, it, it, it it's kind of weird. So when I got diagnosed, I got put on prednisone and I was at a higher dosage, like 40 milligrams. And every time I would taper down, my colitis would act up more and the problem was I got tired of, well, you know, at, let me rephrase that, 17, the mental capacity of a 17-year-old, I got tired of constantly communicating with my doctor everything that was going wrong while also feeling weird about talking about shit with your doctor. Um, so I would taper down, my colitis was act up, I'd get put on a higher dosage again, start tapering down, and... I got to the point where the prednisone really wasn't doing that much, even at the normal dosage at like 40 milligrams. And even at a steady 40 milligrams, my colitis would still be acting up and getting worse. And I just wasn't communicating to my doctor. Well, this whole time, I'm kind of dealing with being at work, a lack of energy, a kind of shift of emotions, um mood swings, like all these just different things that were both pissing me off or draining all the energy out of me so I couldn't be an an amazing employee. Now, as a general employee, I'm pretty, you know, driven in whatever position I'm in to do a good job. I'm not going to be that top tier employee that dedicates their entire life to like Best Buy, but I'm up there. Like I have the knowledge behind it. I kind of have the passion for especially at the time I was working in home theater I really loved audio so I was a good employee I had good numbers I did good sales but I noticed where you know I'd be going to the bathroom more often throughout the day and it would start to kind of affect how people would treat me at the job I would still be putting out the same kind of numbers I'd still be performing still doing great sales still you know selling these big what they were called at the time, baskets, you know, the, the total kind of purchases that somebody would purchase. And I started noticing kind of how people would treat me differently. 
It kind of looked more down upon me or wouldn't ask me to do things they'd normally do or they'd nitpick other things. Like, you know, maybe my maybe my sales numbers for accessories weren't were amazing, but oh, I didn't get enough Best Buy credit cards for the month. Um, so I would get kind of nitpicked for all these different things. Now, as my colitis was getting worse and worse, I was losing more weight. I had less and less energy and I was going to the bathroom more while still working like 32 to 40 hours a week. Um, when I was working, I wouldn't eat all day. So I would wait and kind of towards at least as far into my shift as I could before I'd really get a lunch. Um, that way I didn't have anything massive in my stomach and that way it wouldn't go through me super fast. I might pick up like my, my usual routine was like a Snickers bar and a Dr. Pepper. Because for whatever reason, it didn't bother my stomach immediately as it went through me. Um, granted, not healthy by any means, but didn't bother me. So there's a difference when it comes to colitis because sometimes the healthy stuff bothers your stomach more than the processed food. As much of a bitch as that is. Um, so what I would do is I think during a normal shift when it was like really bad, I'd probably go to the bathroom like 10, 10 or 15 times in a day. And like a, like a, eight, a six or eight hour shift, I'd be in the bathroom like 10 or 15 times. Um, and there wasn't, you know, I, I didn't have any control over that. My colitis was just doing what my colitis was doing. So eventually I ended up to the point where, you know, my colitis was getting really bad and I had to go to the hospital. So I was in the hospital, you know, that then for what, like three, three weeks. And when I got out, I was out for like two months because my doctor wrote, you know, wrote me a doctor's note saying I had to take some time to kind of, you know, recover, get my energy back, get my muscles back because you're sitting in a bed for three weeks. Walking up the staircase is a challenge, let alone running around a retail store. So during that period, I used um, FMLA, so Family Medical Leave Act, which is something you have in the U.S., that allows you to take an extended period of time off from work. I believe it's up to three months. I haven't used it in a while, so it might be less than that. Don't don't quote me on that. Um, just look up Family Medical Leave Act. And what it does is you don't get paid for the period of time, but it guarantees that when you come back, you will have the same level position or role, like an equivalent to where you were. So if you're a full-time salesperson, you'll come back as a full-time salesperson. It doesn't guarantee that it's the exact same position, but it guarantees that you come back at the same pay rate in hours per week. Um, so I used that. So in total, I was out for, I think, like three months between the hospital stay and between the recovery time. Now, when I got back into work, I noticed immediately there was like com being completed, being treated completely different. So getting absolutely picked apart on any small thing that I did wrong and written up at like any possible chance, nonstop. I mean, I was getting written up like twice a week for like the first month and it was by certain managers. And, you know, there, there were a couple good managers that kind of understood it, what I was dealing with, the energy thing. And I mean, when I came back, I was still busting my ass. You know, I was working on getting my numbers up. I was doing good sales there might have been some small things here and there that I wasn't doing, but nothing that nobody else was, you know, I was kind of falling in line with everybody else. So it's not like I was the only person not doing something. Um, and it, 
it sucked. Cause you know, when, when you're, when you're busting your ass, like I was given 110% when 110% is like 200% for everybody else. That's, that's the worst thing is like me putting in my 100% of work takes so much more effort and energy from me because I already feel completely drained and broken down as it is. Like my disease is already kicking my ass. It already kicked my ass. That's why I was in the hospital. So not having that kind of work support really does suck. And I'm going to be honest, you really need to find the work, the right work environment so that you're not dealing with that because that adds so much extra stress. You know, when you get, when you go in, you bust your ass, you do a bunch of sales, maybe you have one of your best sales day and you still get written up for some bullshit something so small and stupid because you didn't pitch something the right way or you forgot to say one tiny thing like i'm putting out a ten thousand dollar sale and you're going to complain about me because i didn't ask if they wanted like an extra hdmi cable or some shit like fuck off that that shit would drive me crazy so we would have like you you would get nitpicked for or i would get nitpicked for these tiny little things for no reason no reason no reason. I'm putting out my numbers. I'm meeting all my goals. Some of my goals I'm crushing. And they would do that. <clears throat> and they would do that and it would add all these extra stress because now you're like, oh shit, okay. You're getting ready for the day. Great. I got to go back to work. Great. That manager's there today. Shit. What do I have to deal with today? So it adds all this unnecessary stress. And the problem is, especially when it's, you know, something like um, colitis, ulcerative colitis is a stressed triggered disease like uh, there's a lot of different triggers to it and stress can be one of those triggers so work was making it worse because these managers were adding extra stress for no reason with no justification and it would cause kind of a a mild flare-up or it would cause me to overthink it and not be as productive or it would just cause a bunch of issues and what I didn't realize at the time is a lot of these retail jobs, yes, HR will make exceptions for you if you have a chronic illness or disability. However, here's the big however or but, they will not do it automatically. A lot of these companies, the bigger companies, the bigger retail companies, you have to call your HR office. You have to talk to them and let them know what's going on ahead of time before you get any sort of extra kind of leeway or flexibility you have to run it through ahead of time which i think is dumb if they know at you know if they know at a store level what's going on or they know at the local level what's going on i don't see why um corporate needs to know but <clears throat> if you're running into <clears throat> any of these issues you really need to talk to your hr because a lot of chronic illnesses a lot of dis- well every disability um, and a lot of diseases are covered under the American Disability Act. Also, colitis and um, other forms of IBD are included in that. So as somebody covered under the American Disability Act, you have these extra kind of rights that protect you when it comes to your health and how your health affects your work performance. Now, having that kind of relationship with HR having that relationship with your managers and knowing what you can and cannot do or what they can and cannot do is really important. And if you have any of these sort of issues at work, 
look into the American Disability Act. Look at what rights you're given. Look at what kind of protections you have. And call and talk to your HR office. If you're at a smaller company and HR office isn't an option, I would kind of talk to your management and be like, hey, look, this is how it is. This is what I'm covered in. And if they don't respect that, you might have a you know legal case for discrimination based off of a disability because um, you are protected. However, I would generally recommend if you have this workplace that's not conducive to your disease or your disability or your health in general, start looking for another job. Um, I find that government jobs are really good, whether it's your local government or the federal government that you work for. I mean, they set the rules, so they're pretty good about following them. Um, private companies that focus on helping others generally have much better policies around these kind of things than, say, smaller companies or bigger companies that don't focus on it as much. Um, bigger retail companies like Best Buy, I've run into some issues with Best Buy over the years. If HR is involved, sometimes it's better, sometimes it's not. I also worked for a local company that did like vacation getaways and vacation stays and hotels. They honestly weren't any better when I had a flare-up and had ended up in the hospital. It wasn't even as long as Best Buy. They still kind of did the same thing. So really go into you know job hunting with that mindset. And don't be afraid to kind of ask some questions if you're going in for an interview of how things are, you know, are affected. Go into an interview like, hey, you know what? This is a concern for me. How do you guys handle this? Lay out some scenarios, kind of go over some different things and talk about it and ask these questions ahead of time. Um, I think this really comes down to that same thing as your social life. When it comes to work life, you really have to communicate these kind of things a bit ahead of time. Because the last thing you want to do is not communicate it, start a job, be there for a couple months and realize that that job is absolutely not going to work for you and might be worse than the last job that you had. And now you're stuck there until you find another job. So really communicate these kind of things. Um, try to get a better feel for management teams. Try to focus on fields that kind of focus on helping other people's, other people, other people's, yeah, people's is the thing, other people. Um, be it you're working at a, you know, hospital, doctor's office, maybe a government job. Um, I'm trying to think of what else might be a good, good option. Desk jobs, any sort of desk job versus a retail job where you're constantly running around. Desk jobs are always a really good option. Um, so definitely, you know, think about it when you're applying to these jobs what the job may be and how it's going to affect you and it wouldn't hurt to kind of have a list of questions maybe without specifically saying you have an issue um cater them to you know questions around mobility or access to certain things just in the interview itself um because you can ask some questions around hey you know how do you guys take breaks or what kind of time do we have for self-development? Or th there's certain ways that you can word questions to get the answer that you need without making it obvious that there's a specific issue. Hey, what kind of support do you guys offer for your employees? Just leave it at that. You don't like that is a very broad question, but a question that can give you so many answers. You know, certain companies might offer 
certain health benefits. They might offer the ability to work out on the clock so you're, you're able to still stay fit. They might offer, you know, discount on food or whatever it may be. Ask your employers what kind of support they have set up for their employees. And this might give you some answers or it might push you in the direction of things you weren't even focused on. They might have specialized things. If you do have any sort of you know medical conditions, maybe they might help pay for them. They might help kind of pay for any sort of large medical bills in general or offer assistance to it. They might have programs to help offset food. Like you, you never know. So ask those kind of questions that are broad, open, and kind of leave it up to the employer that you're having an interview with of what they do offer. I think that's kind of the biggest thing is asking what support do you give your employees? And I honestly think during an interview, if the management team that's interviewing you is going to put in a proper answer versus a half-ass answer, it'll really help you kind of narrow down what kind of a workspace you're going to be in and if it is the workspace you want to be a part of. So if you're having problems, big takeaways talk to HR. Talk to HR, see what they can do, see how they accommodate because there might be an HR system in place and talk to HR outside of your local building, whether it's a building that you're in, a branch or whatever it may be. If there's a kind of corporate HR, talk to them. Take the time to learn your rights. Learn your rights as an employee in general for your state for your country and learn your rights as someone that falls under the American Disability Act or where you fall. Knowing what you do and don't have to do and knowing what your employer has to accommodate when it comes to the American Disability Act is a very important thing and is a very powerful thing because a lot of people do not know what is covered. So look that up, kind of figure out how that applies to your workspace and how the right accommodation can work with your workspace. And on top of that, take the time to look for the right job. And the right job doesn't mean just a position, just a title. It means the right group of people. Working in the right group of people, um, even if you have a chronic illness or something that has to kind of be accommodated to you, working in the right group of people, it won't feel any different than it does at home. You're just going to feel like you fit in. There's not a problem with it. Going to the bathroom more often or having to have certain kind of accommodations isn't going to be a big deal about them. And they're not going to treat you any differently because of it. So make sure you find that right job, including the people that you work around or that your management is. And that's one of the nice things is your management's kind of the most important along with your coworkers. But if you have good supportive management, a lot of the times if there is a you know coworker or someone that isn't treating you the right way or supporting it the right way, that upper management can kind of get things in place or you know if need be remove those employees. So don't lose hope on it. Take the time to kind of narrow down what you want out of your job and push forward. I hope this information helps you guys out. Thank you. Thank you guys for stopping by for the podcast today. Appreciate your time and always appreciate the support. If you guys can take a look in the description of the podcast itself, I'm going to have all the related links for social media accounts uh, to follow and like the podcast itself. I also do appreciate if you guys can leave a rating on iTunes and other sources. That way the podcast kind of gets a little bit more attention in the search bar and a little bit, a little bit further up there. 
Um, I also will have ways for people to contact and reach out if you have stories or experiences you would like to share. Whether you're living with a chronic illness, a disability, or you have kind of a mental health um, and depression story you want to share and help others with, make sure you guys reach out. Until next time, I appreciate you guys. Have a good one.